o'clock. Yeah! It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Our two paying audience members are getting drinks right now. People are on their way. My boyfriend, Jonathan Moore, promises that he's going to be here. Welcome to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. I hope that you guys have all already subscribed or said you're going to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. I've got all these flyers down here. Yay! Flyers are so pretty. It's... I... I, I'm a little crazy today because I've bitten off more than I can chew. I, I sent out press releases to like 100 different places today. And dear God, people will hopefully come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, I'm Bam Benjamin, your host tonight. And uh, I am uh, usually, uh, no, I'm about this drunk all the time. <laughs> that's, pretty much, that's pretty much how it goes. It's, uh, I like drinking a lot. Uh, and people, I'm a nanny by trade. I don't drink when I'm a nanny because I'm being paid. I don't, I've never been drunk at work except that one time when I was teaching junior high and I drank too much the night before and I got, I probably had a blood alcohol of like 0.012, something. And I was teaching junior high. That's the only time I've ever been drunk at work. But now I don't do that anymore because I'm a nanny and I get paid to be a good nanny. Yeah, yeah, come on in. Oh my gosh, more people. It's five bucks. Put five bucks in the thingy over there. Like, I'm the door person and I'm the host. It's so confusing. Be nice to the dog. He's, his name is Aldo. He will not bite you. He's a nice, he's a nice, nice dog. Uh, I was just saying, I'm, I'm a nanny. I don't take care of dogs. They're, they're too difficult. They, they don't have diapers. I don't know how to deal with their shit. Uh, but babies, they just poop in a diaper and you clean it out. I touch a lot of baby dicks lately. And I don't, I, I don't mean that in like a, ooh, you'll touch a little baby dicks, but I'm a nanny, so it's okay. And it makes me think a lot about American moms and why um, I'm dealing with an, a child right now, and he is an uncircumcised baby. He's, he's two years old, and he has this cute little elephant dick, and I touch it all the time because I'm trying to clean it all that schmegma, you know, because I'm a good nanny. And his mom gives a shit. But the reason I realized that uh, circumcision became so popular in the United States is that American parents are just lazy assholes. <laughs> you just have to clean out your baby's dick. It's okay. You don't have to chop that whole thing off. You don't have to, like, uh, change their whole sexual being for the rest of their lives. You could just clean out their dicks and not be such a lazy parent. It's like when you see... Um, I was down at the Abarca the Dara the other day uh, holding hands with a two-year-old because I'm a good nanny and we're engaging in the world and hanging out together. And I see uh, two, like, four or five-year-olds in, in, a, in a baby pram. Uh, they're being pushed in a stroller, and they're, like, four and five years old, and they both have uh, iPhones in front of them. They're watching, you know, stupid shit. And I'm like, bad parenting! Bad parenting. I'm yelling from across the street, bad parenting, because I'm holding the hand of a two-year-old. We're engaging in the world, right? If you have a four- and a five-year-old in a stroller, you're a bad parent. You're a lazy fucking person. Engage with your child. Don't circumcise them. Just clean out their dicks, or better yet, teach them how to clean out their own dick. It's okay. We don't have to make a whole bunch of lazy, you know, Americans, entitled little fucks that are like, I don't have to clean anything, and then they're 27 and live with their mom, and they're like, why? Why is this happening? Like, I know it's a circumcision. Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Uh, let him get it when he's 18 if he really wants to get rid of that skin. That's all I'm saying. It's just stop being a lazy mom and clean out your son's dick. It's that easy. I don't, I just, I really have a problem with lazy parents. But it's, it's not fair because I'm a nanny and I'm paid $20 an hour to hang out with your kids. And I would never have a kid. Because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> and I like, I like... <laughs> I like to be sober when I'm hanging out with them and then give them back so I can take their money and start drinking. You see, that's the, that's the whole thing. 
And I, you know, I woke up the other day with these terrible cramps and I was like, oh, oh, why does it hurt so bad? Am I having my period? God, this is so great. I'm not going to have a baby. What is happening? And it, it's actually that the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. You see, that's the pain. They're all inside there. And I was like, oh, I feel so bloated. And that's only because their benches are so big. <laughs> uh, but I really believe in abortions. I am not a responsible adult. I should not have children. All right? Because if, if I have to have a baby, if you make me have a baby, I'm going to have to make some decisions I don't want to make. Like, I'm going to have to take the baby and I'm going to have to snuggle it up, you know, with like a pillow and a sleeping bag in the trunk of my car uh, while I'm hanging out at the bar. But I'm going to have to get some new tools so I can drill some holes in the trunk so it can breathe, right? Like, I'm not a, I'm not a heartless fuckball. I'm going to let the child breathe, all right, while I'm hanging out at the bar. But it's comfy, you know, in the warm embrace of that sleeping bag in the trunk. Uh, and then... You know, that baby, that baby, that metaphorical baby uh, grows up, uh, starts growing, and it's four years old, it's in preschool, uh, and it's still a runner. You know, the kids that you have to have leashes on, otherwise they just run into the, the traffic. They're like, no, oh, they don't listen to voice commands because they know that you hate them. And they're like, fuck you, I'm running into that street. I want to die. I'm like, yeah, fine, go, go do that. Uh, and at, <laughs> at six o'clock, this metaphorical child is, um, is still a biter. First grade, biting other children, big problems, right? Uh, nine years old, I have to go to that stupid parent-teacher conference where they're like, oh, hey, Miss Benjamin, your, your child told us that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. Like, are you kidding me? What are we doing here? You think I care about what's happening right now? <laughs> it's good. Uh, and then... At 11 years old, it finally starts smoking the doobies and we're hanging out and I'm like, we have something to talk about. This is great. Finally, I feel a kindredship. Uh, at 14, it starts doing ketamine and I'm like, who is your dealer? How, how are you getting that? Do you know a veterinarian at 14? How is that possible? Like, I, my ex-husband's a veterinarian and I can't get ketamine. Like, what are you doing? That's happening. Uh, and at, at 14, it starts doing a, you know, a little bit of speed, a little bit of coke, trying to decide which one. I'm like, all right, you do your thing. Uh, at, at, at 15, starts the heroin. Finally, uh, at 17 years old, uh, this, this, baby, it, this baby just dies, you know, of a, a massive speedball. So it's a lot of cocaine. It's a lot of heroin. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that is the latest late-term abortion I could have ever had. <laughs> it was like a 17-year late-term abortion. That's... It was your choice to put that baby through rehab four times, not mine. You taxpayers chose to put that baby through rehab. It's not me. <laughs> I didn't want the baby. Abortions forever, yay! I'm a responsible adult. Uh, running, running this lovely show, here's how it goes. Uh, we're gonna sing a little song. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. If not, you'll figure it out as we go along. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Comedy. Clubhouse. Yeah, together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <laughs> <coughs> that purple lotus is really good, you guys. It's really good. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm excited. I can't wait for this lineup of all men. 
in his dicks all day in the clubhouse, deep dicking here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, I can't, I can't wait for your first comedian. I, I, I think he's outside. He didn't realize he was the first one. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Knatzer. Oh, hey, there you guys are. It's Chris Knatzer. Your first Chris Knatzer. Hey. Your first comedian is coming up. He is an amazing comedian. He is a hilarious man. He throws a show once a month at the New Village Cafe, which is an amazing place. It's on the first Thursday of every month uh, at New Village Cafe on at Poke and Pine. And uh, you guys are going to love his comedy. Put your hands together. It's Christopher Knatzer. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure and a surprise to be here. Uh, this is great. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm not prepared at all. I've been talking about two things obsessively over the last few months, so you can decide. I don't think anybody really knows me in here. We can talk about it's all the truth. Uh, it is. Uh, I retired from comedy several months ago. Uh, you know, there comes a point in your comedy career where you do have to look yourself in the mirror and understand that it's a complete fucking waste of time. And you have to figure out, <clears throat> you have to figure out what it is you're hiding from. You have to figure out what it is you're always running from. Why are you always doing these uh, half-assed documentaries? Whatever it is. Um, you know? How come you never finish anything? Um, I was hiding from the truth. So we can talk about the truth, uh, which is my life uh, with prostitutes, or we can talk about the truth which is all of our lives uh, with our sham of the government. It's up to you. <laughs> so make some noise if you want to hear about whores. <laughs> all right, that's good. And uh, make some noise if you want to hear about the whores who are ruining all your lives. Yay, that sounded That sounded like more of the uh, personal down the street Union Square 3 AM kind of whores. Uh, that, that's fine, that's my personal life. We can get into it. We can get into it. Uh, first of all, uh, I believe <clears throat> that is part of what's wrong with our society besides, of our, besides the reptilian overlords, which you chose not to think about tonight. Um, it's fine, stay asleep, hit the snooze bar. It's what I was doing with my comedy career before I retired, and uh, pro probably what I'm doing with my obsessive relationship with multiple whores in the greater Bay Area. Um, so the thing is, uh, part of the problem is we stopped valuing sex. We stopped charging for it. Everything's free now. You have to charge for sex. You have to pay for sex. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I'm straight. I see, you know, the prostitutes I see are women and I value women in my life. I love and I respect women. But I think it's sad that a lot of the women I love and respect don't love and respect themselves enough to charge for sex. <laughs> what must they think of their bodies? To just give it away. Is that how badly we need validation? <laughs> so I promise you it's worth something. Don't fuck for free. You'll never get anything good for free. How many of you paid to be in here? I should step it up then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, even if you're in a relationship, a nominal fee, uh, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> you know, my single friends, they're always fucking and sucking. They want to know, you know, I, I just want to, I want to experience so many people, but I just want to keep it simple. Why, you know, he's texting me too. I just want to keep it simple. You know what's simple? hundred bucks. 
just just think about it. I uh, like I said, I only fuck for money. I get paid. <laughs> I pay out. Uh, whatever. It's just keep it professional. I uh, sometimes, unfortunately, even trying to keep it simple, you do fall in love, and uh, I fell in love with one of my favorite prostitutes, and um, she and I had a year-long relationship, and uh, she is uh, consistently reviewed online as San Francisco's premier BBFS provider, and a lot of you are pretending that you don't know what that means. Um, it's bareback full service, which means everything you want to do without a condom, right? And uh, the whole time we dated, you know, we didn't use condoms. Uh, I'm not going to pass up value just because I'm in love. Uh, I'm say, read the reviews. Read the reviews. Uh, I'm serious. Google Colonel Cream Pie 1972. <laughs> read the reviews. Uh, and, you know, condoms are stupid. I don't even want to get into it, but you've got to get condoms out of your life. <laughs> and... Um, well, no, I'm serious. You know, seriously, you've got to get condoms out of your life. They're dangerous. They're very dangerous as a species. Uh, you need to understand that uh, STDs are getting stronger. I've gotten off track now, but I, I really care about this issue. STDs are getting stronger. You know, we're desensitizing ourselves with technology and with condoms. Uh, get rid of the condoms at least. I know you're not going to get rid of your smartphone. We can do eight minutes about that right now, but I know I'll lose you for sure. But uh, get rid of the condoms. Uh, STDs are getting stronger. They're evolving. Gonorrhea, chlamydia, you know, syphilis, ever since condom use became quote-unquote popular, they're all getting stronger. The new outbreak of uh, the clap is so strong, scientists are referring to it as the applause break. It's, <clears throat> it's critical. It's critical. No, it is. Um, so I was talking about my girlfriend. Um, and, you know, we didn't use condoms, and we were, we were very much in love. And it's difficult. You have to be a strong person uh, to be honest in a relationship with a prostitute for a year. And the only time I really was vulnerable, the only time uh, I would sort of let myself get hurt, I guess, uh, she would come home late at night from work, exhausted, and uh, I would massage her feet, uh, which I know is stupid. It's the only part she wasn't using. Um, and I would, I would hold her, you know, and I would spoon her to sleep. And uh, often in her sleep, she would fart, and those farts would smell like cologne. No, I know, I know, because uh, you know, gentlemen, when we visit prostitutes, we don't douse our genitals in cologne. No, it's coming from their wrists. Yeah. And that's, uh, if I was still doing comedy, that's one of the things I would always tell people is that you have to, you have to try and close with your, your strongest anal fisting material. <laughs> so just to recap, uh, you've chosen to stay asleep. Exactly. I'm just part of the problem. Another distraction, and I'll give the mic over to your host, who is a distraction, who will keep passing on down the line and have fun in the FEMA camps. <laughs> but don't say you never heard whispers. Good night, everybody. Chris Knazer, everyone!
Don't be asleep. Stop using condoms. We're all going to die anyway. I mean, and if, is Charlie Sheen the new one with AIDS? Is he the one? Yeah. He's having a fun time. Everybody will live forever. And Magic Johnson's still alive, right? There's no problem here. Don't worry. Everybody, stop with the condom usage. It was all just a scare tactic of the 80s and 90s. Uh, I am a terrible person. I have an IUD, and I've been in a, 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 a monogamous relationship for two years, so I don't give a fuck. I ain't having babies, and I ain't getting STDs. What? I, uh, I recommend you all find a nice skateboarder to have sex with all the time. Uh, that, that's just me. Your next comedian. I love your, uh, your new long hair thing going on. He is not related to any serial killers. Uh, although, and I've never actually seen you bomb a stage. I think that I've never, I've never seen you have like a really tremendously bombing set, which makes me happy because you share a name with a person who killed many people with a bomb. You guys are gonna love his comedy. Put your hands together for Jim McVeigh. Watch me, watch me. Are you, wa watch me. Thank you for committing to not be on your phones. Isn't that unsettling? Uh, I miss old phones. I miss when my butt could call my friend's phone and then his butt would answer and then our butts would just be on the phone racking up minutes. That happened with my father, 33 minutes on the call log. I wish I could be as close with my dad as our butts are. We've never talked on the phone for 33 minutes. Our butts have. One time my butt called 911. Like, what did it know that I didn't? He's eating Indian food again. Send me an ambulance. This is abuse. That's how my butt talks. Uh, I decided that is how my butt talks. I'm an artist. Uh, hello, crowd. Hello, naughty, naughty crowd. Daddy's home. Uh, I don't know why I said that. It's too late. You're stuck here. Uh, you can't. Don't leave me. Uh, what do you? What do you guys? Are you guys comics? No. Are you guys just just out? Okay. All right. What? Uh, you guys? You guys in a band? <laughs> guys. Guys. Let's start a band. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit comedy. We're starting a band. Uh, fuck it. Uh, how come guys are always like, I'm going to kick your butt, but then they punch me in the face? <laughs> is that the joke, that my face is a butt? I bought that joke off a child. Stand-up comedy is bullshit. Anybody can do this. Uh, I try and do the right thing a lot. I feel like my pen fell out of my ear. There it is. Um, I get hung up on trying to do the right thing. Uh, I smoke cigarettes, and uh, whenever I see kids, I try and hide my cigarette. I feel like that's the, I don't want to be a bad example. And then it hit me how much I jaywalk in front of children all the time. Like, we all do it. And so, uh, recently, uh, a group of kids were walking by, I was smoking, and I figured the right thing to do would to be cross the street rather than blow smoke in their faces. And so now I'm jaywalking and I'm making it look hell of cool because I'm smoking. It just compounds on itself. Um, anyway, what's happening? What's happening? I'm a diva, guys. Even at this level, I'm a diva. It was in my writer. I want the door shut. The door was open. It's cold. Anyway, what else is on this suicide note? I hope there's something funny on here. 
Um, my buddy, he works in tech, and he's like, yeah, you know, I got all this stuff, but, I mean, you're your own boss. Like, you're a comedian. Like, oh, I'm my own I'm much more like my own high school principal. I sit myself down, and I'm like, are you trying to ruin your life? And then I get on the phone, and I call my parents, and I'm like, you know, this is all your fault. And then I drive a shitty car home. That's where I'm at. Um, I live out in the suburbs. Something fascinating that happens out where I live is that local motorcyclists will get sober. Like a local motorcycle gang got clean and sober and they had nowhere to go. They didn't have a saloon, so they took over a local Starbucks franchise. And it's very strange. You walk inside and now Starbucks is a scary place. There is an element of danger. There's like guys with neck tattoos, drinking lattes. It's a very... The juxtaposition, I'm trying to use bigger words in my act. The juxtaposition was amazing. Anyway, like, like yeah, these guys picked a fight in a start. Like, Starbucks is supposed to be a safe place where parents can bring their children to exchange custody with other divorced parents. That is what Starbucks is supposed to be for. And I don't know if you've seen that awkward drug deal go down. They're just like, yeah, 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 just, just, just go, just go. It's very, very strange. Um, I got, I actually, I had to get sober myself. Uh, now when I go to parties, I just see parties for what they really are. Like we're a bunch of grownups standing too close together in a kitchen and we're pretending our ankles don't hurt. Like that's every, like me at every party, I'm like, oh, my ankles don't hurt at all. Don't look over there. What's entertaining over there? I see you. I see you. I, fe I felt you drift out. That was an immaculate punchline. The word economy is amazing on that joke, and it was, you should just give me that $5. That was, you should just give that to me. Um, yeah, so I, now when I'm sober at parties, like, I don't know what to do. I just, like, read fun magnets off the fridge. You all have them. Uh, I don't know if it's me. It's Maybe it's just my peer group. I get invited to all the parties where all the guys are like, hey, where are the girls at? And all the girls are like, where are the other girls at? This sucks. <laughs> That is, that is where I live. That is, that's where I live. Um, they say sometimes in life, in order to move forwards, you have to go backwards, which is loser talk. For I moved back into my mom's womb. I moved all the way home. Uh, I'm the oldest kid on the block now. Uh, and not true. Uh, one guy got fucked up on drugs. He had to move back home uh, with his mom. And I'm like, oh, good, a boy my age to play with. I uh, hope he plays right. I hope he knows how to share. Uh, parents, they're like, we're your safety net. If something happens to you in life, you fall and you land on the safety net. And I have been treating it like a hammock. It's very comfortable. If you have parents, try this out, borrow money. It works for me. Um, uh, moved home mainly due to clinical depression. People don't really understand what that is. They think that it means that I'm sad, and it's not. It means that I'm more like a sociopath without all the murder. And it's not that I couldn't murder someone. There is just no way I could clean it up because I have depression. Uh, I couldn't clean up my whole room let alone an entire crime scene. Uh, it's a lot to ask. Um, people, don't, people don't really understand. Uh, people are very illiterate when it comes to mental illness. Uh, like my buddy, he forwarded me a list of five ways to cope with clinical depression. 
Number one, never skip a meal. Check, I'm on my way. I clicked on number two, and then an ad for a Nissan Altima popped up because marketers figured out what kind of car sad people buy. <laughs> like, people, people don't understand, like, uh, like, like friends, they'll be like, I don't understand. You have so much to be happy about, which is just saying, I know you feel bad, but have you tried feeling guilty? It, it doesn't, <laughs> they just don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it at all. Um, so I might as well uh, make, we are kind of having a good time. Let's make it weird now. Um, for the last six years, I haven't been intimate with a person. I haven't been romantic with anyone. And I haven't had sex. And when I tell people that, they're like, why are you telling me that? Uh, when I, <laughs> were you were you in jail? Uh, so it, it's like saying I've been married for six years. Uh, so I I was at a bar. This was several months ago, and I just met a woman. We hit it off. We're out front smoking. It's freezing. She puts her arm around me to get warm. She puts her she tucks her head in, and uh, it's been six years with no intimacy at all. And I started crying and getting a boner at the exact same time. <laughs> because that's what it's like to own a penis. Even at your most human moment, your penis is like, oh, is it happening right now? Let me get ready for you. And you're like, no, you're crying in front of a bar in Concord. So it doesn't, and by the way, it wasn't happening in the elevator this morning either. Like it just, it's a very strange thing, uh, owning, owning a penis. Uh, I feel like I'm trying to talk about penises in a loftier sense, uh, and I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, So obviously I can never talk to her again. I quickly excused myself by saying, I have to go to the bathroom. So all she saw was, and then I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. So she's like, I don't know what that was about. So basically, I'd rather her think I had to take a huge dump than I started crying and getting a boner. Uh, I like that I made it weird. And I'm glad that we aren't having fun anymore because I think like some of you guys make a lot more money than I do. And it feels good. Anyway, this is going nowhere. This riff, this is a showcase. I shouldn't be, uh, I should be. I should not be, why am I making myself bomb for no reason? I was having a good set before and I'm like, let's just drive this into the ground. Um, friends, girlfriends will try and set you up with their friends of equal damage. And I understand the thinking on that. It's like, let's take my friend from work. You know, she has the meltdown every week. We call her the microwave. Let's take Jim. Is he really a comedian? He's never been funny when he's here. Is he, has anyone from high school seen him do comedy? Okay, let's take them. We'll put them together. We'll cancel cable and we'll just watch that because why watch a car race when you could watch a demolition derby? Thank you very much. I've been Jim McVeigh. Keep it going for Jim McVeigh. Yeah. Your next comedian, my God, he is a maven of many things, but mostly of improvisation. You can see him every Tuesday night from 8 to 10 on Sylvan's Open Improv here at Mutiny Radio doing improv games. But he's also a hilarious stand-up comedian in his own right. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Justin Gomes.
That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a real maven of comedy. <laughs> real good glavin of comedy up here. Killing it. Welcome to 2016, everybody. I'm feeling good. Uh, decided to throw a lot of my material out the window because I'm, I like my comedy to play opposite the Giants' years. This is going to be a bad year for me, you guys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, uh, it's not going to happen. I just cut off my beard, though. I had a huge beard. I had this like big old lumberjack man beard. Uh, my girlfriend wanted me to grow the beard. Uh, she's like, ooh, beards are sexy. And I'm like, uh, whatever you say. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure she just wanted to be more comfortable with her own facial hair. You know, so like, we both had it. We're okay with this now. It's cool though, beards are fun, man. They're kind of like the, uh, the, the male equivalent of wearing high heels, right? Because it fucking hurts, right? you know, it's really, it's fucking, it's annoying, but you know, I'm trying to get laid, so. Plus it makes my ass look great. Awesome, it's true. Oh man, I, uh, I am from a group called Sylvan. Uh, we have a huge party house that we all live in. Uh, like. 14 guys in one house, very cool house. Uh, it's weird though, living in a house with 14 guys, because it's kind of like living with 14 cats, right? Like, like the bathroom's just a litter box. Like, if, if, if you don't clean it, then they're just gonna step around the poop <laughs> and keep pooping, you know? So, sorry. so I had to move out. I had to move out. I was running the house. It was a great time. It was a good few years in fraternity. I had to move out because my girlfriend uh, didn't want to live there, obviously. <laughs> and it's been cool living with a lady. Uh, I've learned a lot about women uh, through this process. You know, it's just me, her, and the cats. Um, it's a weird thing. Uh, did you guys know that uh, an orgasm uh, can alleviate the symptoms of menstrual cramps? Yeah, well, of course, you're a lady. <laughs> I didn't know this. And you might be wondering, Justin, how did you learn this feminine secret that nobody else here knew? How did you learn, Justin? I caught my girlfriend red-handed. <laughs> I did. I did. It was uh, an experience that we shared. Uh, we're, we're married without rings now. Uh, it's weird though, you guys, I've been hiding a lot of things from my girlfriend. I've got a lot of secrets. Uh, and then you know, I'm, I'm almost getting caught here with these things I've been hiding from her man. And she's, I'm getting really worried that she's gonna realize how much I've been farting in her presence. And cause she hates it. She hates it, you guys. Listen, uh, ladies, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. You know, like a smooch, you know, like a really loud kiss, like a mwah. That's just covering up a fart. You know, it's, it's close to your ear. It's gonna make that pop noise. It's gonna, it's covering up a fart. Somebody tried to pickpocket me uh, last New Year's. That was really fun. Uh, I was walking down Embarcadero. It's really crowded, right? You know, we're all packed like sardines walking down the street trying to get out of here. It's like, you know, 1230 or whatever. And then this dude reaches into my pocket right here, right? Trying to steal some shit, which I had ingeniously put nothing in earlier. But I don't want this guy to think I'm a fucking trick-ass Mark or some shit like that. So... Yeah, yeah, no, fuck that guy. You know what I do? I reach into my pocket and I gently hold his hand. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. He tried to pull away, I grabbed his hand all tight. You know? 
Marks, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a trick ass Mark. You know, I pull him in and I'm like, how you doing? Because <laughs> San Franciscans are afraid of New Yorkers. Yeah, it's not a funny. Do- I, I've, I, I've tried to say that ending line like eight times. It's not. It's congratulations, Mutiny Radio. You guys just saw the last burn of that phoenix right there. That was, that was it. It's just ashes from here on in. Uh, I've been in the uh, comedy business and the food and beverage business, both for 10 years, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, yep, I'm that salty old waiter now, you guys. I'm that, that the waiter doesn't care about anybody or anything except for like three regulars that you, all the other customers are jealous that I get along with them. Anyway. It sucks, man. I guess I'm so jaded about the food beverage, food and beverage industry now. Like, I work in a restaurant... You know, I get in an argument with chef. I've had six different chefs at the restaurant I work at, all right? They they don't matter to me, all right? I get in an argument with chef. You know what I do? As I fucking, I slam the door and I go, you're not my real chef! (laughs) And then I'm grounded. Like, we get a new new waitress gets hired and it's like, I'm not going to learn her name. Where is she from? Okay, Texas, whatever. I'll help you with your tables. Cool, you know, like... She's not going to last longer than six months, all right, Greenhorn? You know? Yeah, I, I wanted to make a special the other day, you know, because I've been cooking in the kitchen, and I make up this great plate. It was very technical. It was beautiful. We could have sold it for a lot of money. And Chef was like, Justin, we can't sell that food here. And I was like, Chef, I put my fucking blood, sweat, and tears into that dish. And you're saying that, and he's like, that's exactly why we can't serve it. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> Tips for growing a beard is don't let other people touch it. It'll fall off. (laughs) It's not true at all. You guys are comics, right? You guys are, he's a comedian. Cool. You're trying to be a comedian? Good, man. Good. Good. You're already there. You don't have to try. You guys aren't comedians. The back row. All of the all of the audience members cowered in the back. I get it. What do you guys do? What's your what's your gig? Dope. Awesome. Let's go down the line. What do we got here? Holy shit! All right, you're selling stuff. What are you guys doing? Teacher, what do you teach? Yeah, you got a history teacher jacket on. What's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, time period and location? The Great Depression, America. Yeah, man. I, I can't really relate to that. Uh, uh, I have a customer who's like 90 years old. I've talked to him about it. It's good. I started reading a, a book written in Russia in the year 1929. That's totally different. Uh, I mean, they're like, you know, we almost workers got rights after that. We got really close. We got really close to getting some rights and we just threw them all away in the last 10 years. Uh, we're getting, I don't want to get political, you guys. I'm supposed to tell jokes. You guys ever think that shooting somebody's kind of just like giving them a bullet? (laughs) Goo! Ooh, dangerous material! You know, just like, hey, Eric, catch, bang, fuck. You catch bullets like a girl. <laughs> no, now he's a misogynist, too. Guns, oh, no, I can't. 
I can't. I'm not gonna go down that. I'm not gonna go down that road. It's weird. The the new war on guns, you guys, is exactly what the war on drugs is. All right, they're 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 parallels, just different times. All right, it's like, oh yeah, everybody knows that guns are dangerous, but we still take them every day. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like I said, I'm doing new material, you guys. It's 2016. Guns are great. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> you ever guys ever think the first list with bullet points though, like like that had to have made that had like th that had to have made made with bullets. Like they're they're round. Like <laughs> it makes a, a list a very serious list. You know, you don't fuck around with the bullet point. <laughs> you better not forget those eggs. Kabam! Or the cheese. Kaboom! Trying to make an omelet. <laughs> and more bullets. Kabam! <laughs> anyway, uh, I was skateboarding down Valencia the other day. Fun, fun street. This old man yells at me as I skate by him. This old dude. He's wearing all white, right? He's like a the plantation looking motherfucker, right? He's got like white beard, like, like Colonel Sanders, right? White suit, white tie, everything white. You name it, right? He's got every kind of pocket kerchief, like accessory you can imagine. He's got a pocket watch. He's got a little pocket kerchief. He's got a pocket Bible. He's got pocket monsters, all the Pokemon, <laughs> every single one. But I skate by him and he goes, goddamn hipster. And I was like, whoa, I mean, I mean, come on, I, okay, yeah, but come on, man. And he's like, I don't understand why everybody is saying this neighborhood is getting gentrified. Far as I see it, <laughs> I'm the only gentleman walking these here streets. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, old man, I don't got time for you. And he's like, no, you listen here, you listen here, youngster. Walked into my favorite watering hole the other day. Tried to order a mint julep. Bartender gave me a Tecate with a lime and shaking his jowls. I was like, okay, dude, I gotta get it. He's like, no, you listen here, youngster. And he grabbed me on the arm, spun me around. And he's like, I went to my barber the other day, wanted to get my mustache waxed. I saw some young fellas getting their mustaches waxed and beards trimmed, and I thought, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe there's gentlemen in this neighborhood after all. Ended up not a single one of them owned it a piece of land. Uh. And I was like, all right, dude, I, I'm, I jump on my board, I go to skate, and he was like, you listen to me! And I'm skating away, and he's just yelling at me as I go away, and he's like, you skate away, but I'll tell you one thing, son, the south of market area will rise again! And then he just disappeared into a racist smoke. Uh, my name is Justin Gomes. Uh, look up Sylvan. Yay, yay, and then yay for Justin Gomes. Listen to his show every Tuesday from 8 to 10, open improv. <laughs> the South of again. Oh, Lord. Your next comedian, he has another podcast here on the station. It's every Tuesday night from 10 to midnight. Don't worry, you don't have to stay up that late. You can just download it whenever you want because it's totally hilarious. It's called F-E-F-Y, which is fuck everything, fuck you. He's going to do that right now for you guys. Put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza. Ooh, 
it's Friday. You guys pumped for Friday? Yeah, yeah I'm kind of a weird dude, like, uh, to get myself through <coughs> different situations. I like to make up, like, cheese songs that I sing in my head. Like, I kind of make a joke out of everything because I don't understand what the fuck's happening on this planet. Uh, it's, uh, I'll get to that later. Uh, but anyways, cheese songs. Like, uh, Friday night, you know, we're all pumped. We're getting ready to go out. Uh, you gotta fight for your right to Havarti. <laughs> this, is how I, this is how I don't kill myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or like, uh, let's see. Um, or like, say, like I, like I recently got dumped. So I, I was like really down. And uh, this cheese song helped me out. It's uh, very special to me. So till a look at me now, <laughs> there's just an empty space. And there's nothing left to remind me, just the memory of your face. So till a look at me now. Yeah, it's great. You know, and then after I got dumped, you know, I, I turned on Twitter. It was, uh, it was New Year's Day. And the hashtag, the trend, number one trending hashtag is uh, waste his time 2016. And the top tweet is uh, flirt with him until he hits on you and then act insulted and make it awkward. Hashtag waste his time 2016. <laughs> and I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. What about waste her time 2016? Like, just gonna like go up and set up half your stereo? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move your shit halfway to your new apartment from the house you just got kicked out of because you couldn't deal with your roommates um, and just leave it on the sidewalk. Yeah, at least it wouldn't be a head fuck though. Like, you know, the flirt with him till he hits on you and then crush him. Ah! <laughs> so, uh, any of you guys get periods? Yeah. Yeah, no, periods are uh, fascinating to me. Uh, I lived with uh, five girls in college, and um, they told me that their periods synced up together, and that just got me really interested in life and, uh, like, how humanity works and everything. Like, you know, like, I'd be at the park, and I'd watch joggers, and I'd be like, oh, wow, that's what they look like when they fuck. Um, anyways, uh... So, periods. Um, they told me that they synced up together, and I was like, whoa, that's fucking beautiful. That's nature. That's like not really, you can't explain it. And I never really understood it for a long time. And then uh, uh, one of my best guy friends, um, he calls me every time I'm shitting. <laughs> They're like, we're tide locked. Like, like we're, <laughs> we're sun and moon. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. We're synced together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's cool. I think the, the body's great. I think people should be having sex, and I think they should be doing it safely. And thank God there's a new app where uh, you can type in your STDs and date people with the same STDs. Like, you know, keep that shit contained. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. How do, how do those opening lines go? It's like, hey, baby, it's uh, syphilis, not syphil you. <laughs> it's like, 
It's like, what if you're really tired of fucking ugly people? Like, I'm tired of fucking ugly people. You guys, you're definitely tired of fucking ugly people. So you just go, to, you just get the app, and you find a ten, like you know, girl or guy that's a ten, whatever you're into, um, that has crabs, because you can get rid of crabs in like a month. I mean, I've never done it. I've read about it. I've checked this out. I've researched this. You can get rid of crabs pretty quick, right? You're, you're a, yeah, like three weeks. It's quicker than that. Yeah. So you find a damaged ten that's got low enough <laughs> self-esteem to fuck you. And then, you know, you find her and you, you, get, the, you get the match or whatever happens. You, you beep, bop, boop all the info in. And then how's that opening line going to be like, hey, baby, let's do this. Don't be shellfish. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been pretty stressed out my whole life, so I'm always thinking of, like, ways to not be stressed. Uh, I find out that, like, paying attention to, like, nature... It's a really good way to not be stressed out. Like uh, turtles, you can learn a lot from turtles about stress. Like a turtle will never like fucking flip over a table and start choking its wife. <laughs> you just go in their shell and they internalize it. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, I, was, I felt a big void in my life, and I like I need something to fulfill it, and. You know, I needed, like, some kind of purpose, and I was just, like, going to work all the time, and I was like, you know, I want to be more with nature, so I was thinking about trapping a bunch of raccoons <laughs> and, like, feeding them a steady diet of uh, Adderall and Xanax so they'd be, like, <laughs> pumped up and, like, focused and, like, <laughs> but totally willing. <laughs> yeah, just, like, there you go. And I was like... Oh, I'll have to feed them, so I'll take them to the drive-thru, like, you know, buckle them in my car, and, like, get them all Happy Meals. Like, because, like, imagine, they got the little fingers and the paws, and, like, just imagine them opening, like, that McDonald's barbecue sauce packet and just, like, <laughs> dipping nuggets. That, like, that, to me, like, I would watch that on YouTube all day long. <laughs> Million views. Easy. Um, and then I was like, I could, I could feed them the nuggets and, like, maybe, I, like, you know, teach them how to hula hoop and, like, take them down the 6th Street, and maybe I can make, like, 10 bucks, you know, just, like, put a hat out and have... You know, raccoons eating nuggets and hula hooping, and I was like, "God, God damn it! What, what's wrong with you, Timmy? Like, why, why are you doing this shit? It's like, you don't know how to fucking hula hoop." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't have the hips for it. Yeah, it's just, there's no way I can do this. Yeah, it's, this whole plan's fucked. Um. All right, you guys, guys want to play a game? That's a would you rather. Uh, would you rather uh, get a hand job from a raccoon or uh, give a hand job to a giraffe? I w we'll, we'll suss this out. Um, I'm glad we got the new step ladder. It's not my real ladder. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to get a hand job from a raccoon, uh, well, well, no, first off, there's two rules, two rules. Uh, rule number one is um, eye contact, and uh, rule number two is somebody's got to fucking come. <laughs> so the, the raccoon's about this tall, and he's got, like, the bandit mask and the ugly teeth and the opposable thumbs, and they're wrapped around my miserable dick, and it's miserable because I'm letting a raccoon touch it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just... <laughs> I, I'm not going to fucking come, so it's, it, I'm going to go for number two, because a 
giraffe is a beautiful sexual creature. This cock is right here, and you can just <laughs> stand here and just you can you can stroke a giraffe's cock with dignity. <laughs> like it is a gorgeous African beast, and it's just got these huge things and. They are so long, and they got these veins, and it's going to take a long time for all the blood to get to its giraffe penis, and it's, you're going to be doing it for a while. And when you get tired, he's going to let you rest your body on the back of his hind leg, and you can just lean there and close your eyes and, and stroke his... I am not proud of who I am! When I woke up this morning, I was so drunk, I wanted to join the army. I just need some fucking structure! I got in the shower and I rinsed $1.75 in change off my body. Okay, so eye contact was the first rule. Um, and this is where my dick moves a little bit because, you know, if, you know, the giraffe's head's way the fuck up there, but if he's gonna make eye contact with you, he's all twisted the fuck around like this. It's like 69 or 19, I don't know, he's got four legs. But uh, uh, <laughs> this joke doesn't have a punchline. <laughs> I, I, I just stand here <laughs> and I, I, I like myself. <laughs> uh, but I, no, I like, I like animals. I like animals a lot, as you guys know. Um, and scientists make really cool uh, groupings for animals. Um, like three or more animals has a really funny name. This is like science is usually pretty dry. But uh, they made these funny names like uh, three or more raccoons is called a gaze. Um, three or more giraffes is called a tower. Uh, I'm sure you guys know, three or more crows is called a murder. And uh, three or more bros is called a date rape. <laughs> uh, three or more white girls is, uh, is a Pinterest. <laughs> uh, this one's true. Uh, three or more female geese in flight is called a gaggle. And uh, three or more Japanese girls, it's called a giggle. <laughs> um, so uh, have any of you guys uh, ever tried to be uh, friends uh, with an ex? Like, yeah, it's rough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I recently tried to be friends with an ex, this uh, gorgeous, tiny little blonde nurse I was dating. Uh, dumped my ass, and I was trying to play a cool... So I go to my roommate, and I'm like, yo, Johnny, uh, girl, dump me. I don't want to make an idiot, because I usually make an idiot at this point. You know, this is when I you know, do weird stuff. So he's like, you got to leave the cage door open. Like, well, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, got a bird. The bird lives in the cage. Uh, you uh, open the door. Uh, the bird may leave. Uh, you leave the cage door or open so that the bird might come back. And I was like, I, I don't get it. Whatever. You know, so... Uh, sure enough, uh, six months down the road, I run into the girl uh, at Bimbo's, and uh, we hit it off for about an hour, and we make plans to go out the following Friday. Uh, I'm stoked. I'm so excited. Not going to fuck this up. Not going to fuck it up. So not going to fuck it up. I totally fuck it up. <laughs> so uh, we go out uh, to dinner. Uh, it's great. We go out to dancing. It's great. We have, uh, I'm a gentleman the whole time. Perfect. Uh, we have so much fun, she misses her bar train. So she's got to stay at my house. And uh, we go back to my place and we crawl into bed and she goes, hey, Timmy, don't hit on me. Uh, 
you know, I just got to have a fucked up relationship. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I was like, I'm so happy just that she's back in my life. And uh, this was the happiest I'd ever been to not get laid. Um, so anyways, uh, I go to bed with a smile on my face. I don't hit on the girl. I, this is all I'd wanted for like the past year and a half. And then I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning just dry humping the hell out of this girl in my sleep. It was, it was, it was bad, man. Uh, she freaks out. Uh, yeah, she totally freaks out. And, um, I tried to, uh, to be funny. I told her I had a dream that I was horseback riding. <laughs> I mean, it was rough, man. I was, you know, lying there. I'm sure I fell asleep and my dick was just like, I remember you. <laughs> and I'm flipping out, man. I'm like, am I that guy now that that humps people? Like, am I going to get arrested on Muni at 5 o'clock in the afternoon for humping people? <laughs> so in the morning, uh, we laugh it off, and she actually makes plans to go out with me the following Friday night, and uh, we do that, and it's the same. You know, I'm a gentleman, and dinner, and dancing, and misses the bar train again, same fucking thing, and we wind up back at my house, and I'm terrified that I'm going to hump her in my sleep. I don't want to be that dude, because one time's like, maybe okay. Like, you know, you might be able to laugh it off. I, I don't know how that works. But uh, two times is definitely bad. Yeah, getting dry humped. So uh, I, I got a plan. I'm an ideas guy. Um, I, uh, you know, I get in bed with her, and we're cuddling, and I wait till, you know, like 45 minutes till she's snoring and drooling. And then I sneak off to the bathroom, and I sit on the edge of the bathtub, and... Um, I vigorously masturbate like a fucking animal. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Um, but I left the, uh, the bathroom door open because uh, they said to leave the cage door open. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe I'll see you guys on the bus. I'm Timothy Pizza. Listen to FEFY every Tuesday from 10. Thank you guys before your birthday party for hanging out. Have fun at your friend's birthday party. He's probably 21. Don't take too many shots, you guys. Please be careful. Don't pass out. D take an Uber, young boys. I get so worried about these young kids with their crazy lives, you know, because I get blackout drunk all the time, and you just you got to always have a buddy. Don't walk into the snow without a buddy, right? Uh, your next comedian, your your new hair, every time I see you, your hair is in a, a more wonderful and ridiculous state. Uh, I have a piece of his art in my kitchen, and it's of his alter ego, with and, and his alter ego has a fro that goes all the way around, I believe. But his right now, it's, it's majestic. He's going to make you laugh like a crazy person. Also, go check out his art. I don't know what your website is, but he's a really uh, great uh, illustrator and also a very funny comedian. Put your hands together. It's Jordan Sermonera. I always get a group of people to leave right before I get on stage. That's always good. I like that. Uh, cause then I am very confident in my ability to walk all five of you. Uh, it's going to be good. My name is Jordan Sermonera and I am illegally parked. Uh, we'll try to get out of here before my car is gone. Uh, 
that's what we're going to try to do. Uh, I was recently doing a comedy show, and a British man came up to me uh, after the show, and he said, you know, I think that your act would go over magnificently in the UK. And that's how I found out that I am not funny. <laughs> I was, I was, that was rough. I don't know. I don't know why you would say that to someone. You know, I guess social faux pas that he doesn't understand. That's can't be too mad at him. Uh, I'm feeling kind of weird right now. Uh, I'm in the middle of my uh, my fifth meal today. Uh, all other four of those meals happen to be the same meal. Uh, I've recently lost 30 pounds, and it feels good. Uh, if you want a little tip about how to lose weight, if you need to. Uh, all I do uh, for lunch every day is have a nervous breakdown, and then the weight just melts off. It's amazing. It's amazing. It feels good. I'm sad. Uh, <laughs> I'm sad. I know I'm laughing, uh, but I'm sad. Uh, I'm so sad that I've been writing jingles about depression. That's That's what I do to keep from killing myself. Uh, would you like to hear one? That's, uh, all right, great, 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 great. Uh, let's start it off like this. Uh, the best part of waking up is going back to sleep. What are you, are you, are you sad or? I am. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm good. I've been in a polyamorous relationship recently. Uh, not by choice. I'm a typically a monogamous kind of guy. I just fell in love with a polyamory. Do, do we know what polyamory is, San Francisco? Yeah, we're <laughs> it's, it's painful. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's painful. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I've been with a polyamorous woman. She's a beautiful woman. She's a writer. Uh, she's a model. I don't know why she's attracted to me. Uh, but she loves me, and it's very apparent she makes it so. Uh, however, at the root of polyamory, she loves many, and uh, that's been weird for me, uh, because after the first time, uh, she loves many, but like the way that she likes to explain it, she likes to experience other people, right? Uh, unfortunately, after the first time that she experienced me, uh, less than a week later, she also experienced a 34-year-old DJ that used to be addicted to heroin. So <laughs> that's how I feel. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It set me up uh, to the experience was good. You know, it helped me in uh, future future life situations. I recently met a dog named Cheerio. Uh, <laughs> she loved me. Uh, she's beautiful. She loved me so much. It was apparent. Uh, it was apparent how much she loved me. Uh, however, the, after the first time she was done experiencing me, uh, she was quickly distracted by a bag of garbage that had been neglected to have been taken out. Uh, so I got to watch her experience that bag of trash right in front of me. And I was fine uh, because I felt like I'd been there before. You know, I... The man, the heroin man, is a bag of trash. That's 
That's what I thought the punchline to that joke was, but uh, it turns out that it's just my life. That's uh, the punchline is my sad existence. That's right. Uh, give me some cake. Give me some cake. I want to eat some cake while I cry in my car. <laughs> hey, you think? I'm fucking it's bad. I'm sad. I cry in my car sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I don't really. I can't cry. I tried. I was raised by Marines. It's not possible for me to cry. Uh, I can't do it. I try, and it's just, it's actually, like, me trying to cry is probably the most sad thing that could happen. <laughs> it's just like, and it just doesn't happen. Uh, but I feel it. I, f I know what it feels like to cry. I just can't physically manifest it. Uh, <laughs> I'm a lot like my 2004 Honda Civic. I'm a lot, the, the, the one that is illegally parked currently. Uh... <laughs> I'm a lot like my 2004 Honda Civic. Uh, no bells and whistle, straight up stock. Uh, overdue for maintenance, a lot of hard miles. And uh, the last time I looked good was 2004. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's how I'm feeling. Uh, what would you do for a Xanax bar? <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, I didn't move to San Francisco to be a prude. If you got pills, I got a mouth. Uh, that's right. Give them up. I got blowies for Xanax. I'm kidding. That's weird. Oh, that was cool. I could use, I could probably use one of these. I don't know what it is, but it's maple honey, a put the cream. I don't know. Wow. Is there weed in this? It says pot really big on it. Pot de creme. I, and it's from a man named Frosty Nugs. I feel like if I eat this, I should get high. I don't know. Weird. Uh, that was part of the set. I I actually called them earlier today like, hey, could you come drop a bunch of shit at my feet while I'm on stage? And they're like, yeah, we'll do it twice. And it's like, I only had to pay him forty nine ninety five for that. That's crazy because I'm not making any money doing this. Uh, I am fiscally irresponsible. That's pretty much that joke. Uh, I don't make a whole lot of money. I know I look like I sell weed, uh, but I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I just happen to have enough on me at any given time to give you some at a reasonable price. Uh, that's so. Cars right out there. Uh, <laughs> keep it in the trunk. Anyway, uh, oh boy, this is bad. Ba da ba ba ba. I'm struggling. What? You <laughs> oh, it's fucking sad. It's bad. I was hanging out with some people the other day, and uh, I heard one of them say, "Hey, did you hear about this 35-year-old man in Sebastopol that killed his parents?" And I was like 35 years old. Aren't you a little old to be murdering your parents? <laughs> Do you have a fucking wife to kill or something, you know? <laughs> Come on. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. Uh, well, everybody else is doing it, you know? Murdering your parents. Stupid. It's dumb. Uh, I didn't expect to have this much hair. 
Uh, honestly, I look. I, I had a beard when I was born. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if any of you were born like that, but I was like a little orangutan when I was born. Uh, the carpet matches the curtains. If you're curious, it's a fucking mess down there. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> you need a combine to get through that, Pam. That's <laughs> it's bad. Nobody really ventures on too much. Cotton gin. Cotton gin. Cotton gin downstairs. Downstairs at the old cotton gin factory. I don't know what I'm talking about. I drank five beers for meal today. Yay! Sustenance was five beers. That's not good. I should probably eat something across the street. If you've never eaten across... I should probably eat some of this weird pudding that fell at my feet. I don't... <laughs> I don't know why people are bringing pudding here at this hour. What are you doing bringing pudding here at this hour? It seems stupid. It doesn't seem right. Oh, boy. Um, like an enabler, pizza is there. You know? <laughs> Someone said that one didn't work. What do you know, Dad? Uh, boy. Why am I asking my dad for comedy tips? That's the worst part. He doesn't know anything. It's sad. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, not only do I do stand-up comedy, I'm also a cartoonist because I have no ambition to make money <laughs> at any point. And all it's really done for me, uh, doing stand-up comedy and cartooning for the past few years, pretty, uh, pretty regularly, all that's gotten me is a well-formed opinion on where the mouth on a donut monster belongs. <laughs> pretty... Simple, straightforward anatomy. If you're curious, it's uh, right in the middle. That's no digestive tract needed. It is made out of dough. That's doesn't need any nutrients to survive. Uh, but when it's looking at you uh, with jelly-filled donut eyes and holding you with bear claw hands attached to long john arms, uh, it will throw you right through that scary sprinkle hole, you know? It's I smoke a lot of weed. Uh, that's why I don't sell it. I just have it. Just have it. I need it. What am I going to do? How, how in the world could I possibly lie in bed and eat an entire pizza by myself and watch Bobby's World? Uh... <laughs> for like five hours last night. I don't know. Uh, you know the saddest part about, do you guys remember the cartoon Bobby's World? Yeah. You know what the saddest part about Bobby's World is? Is when you have to see how desperate Howie Mandel was to get on television <laughs> for like the first five minutes of that show. It's <laughs> like, dude, uh, you created the cartoon. Isn't that enough? You just need to stop. It's bad. I don't know. I'd do the same thing. I'd do the same thing. Guys, I'm sucking life's dick up here right now. Uh, and sucking life's dick is a thing. Uh, you can do it or you cannot. If you're going to be all pissy about it and be like, eh, I'm not really interested, you get what you put in to sick sucking life's dick, okay? If, if you're going to be pissy about it, you know, like every now and then you might get a sandwich out of it. But if you really get full on in there and just do what you need to do, you're, you're going to get your way paid. I'm just, it, people are going to take care of you. So the next time that you have the opportunity to uh, really put life's dick in your mouth, uh, do yourself a favor and try, okay? 
Just try. Nobody wants nobody wants a half-assed life blowjob, okay? Uh, my name's Jordan, and I'm drunk. Hello. Life lessons from Jordan Sermonera right there. Ah! Oh. Life lessons. Everybody listen. Uh, I hope you were taking notes. Our next comedian, everybody, they keep... They go, they go in, they go, I feel like I'm in Jay Proofrock's fucking thing. And the, the women go in and out, except they're all men. It's so, it's so confusing. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a whore. Uh, but our, neither is our next comedian. He's all the way from fucking Concord. I, that's far away. Who knows where Concord, you can't even get to Concord on the motherfucking BART. You gotta go, get off of BART and go to a bus. We gotta have a car. I don't even know what he's doing. All I know is that I've been to some of his comedy shows before and there have been cookies there because his wife bakes them. And I appreciate that. Which means he is a person of utmost standing. He is actually a comedian that's able to hold down a real life with a wife. You guys, this is a big deal. This means that he's like he's like a, a degenerate on the outside, but on the inside, he's like an ooey gooey like wife kind of person. How weird. You guys are gonna love him. He's very, very funny. Put your hands together. He doesn't light fires, but he is Dan Myers. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan. My wife's pregnant. Yay! Congratulations! Don't have a joke, just love applause. I haven't written any jokes about that yet. Uh, I recently got into an argument with my cousin about how many continents there are on Earth. <laughs> See Lottie laughing. Uh, how many do you think there are? Seven. Very confident. What about you? He nodded his head. He's like, I teach American history. I know. <laughs> do you teach American history or just world history? Cool. <laughs> It's like, I know about everything that's ever happened. <laughs> well, good for you. And you say seven continents. That's where I was at. That was what I said. This is what happened. I was in Ecuador. It's in South America. And my cousin overheard me say, man, it's crazy that I'm not even on the same continent anymore. And she looked at me and said, yeah, you are. And I was like, holy shit, my cousin's retarded. <laughs> like, I'm about to win the fuck out of this argument. <laughs> And I was like, how many continents do you think there are? And she looked at me and she's like, five. I was like, I'm about to rain knowledge on you right now. I was like, no, there's seven. I can actually name all of them. They taught me in school. I was like, North America, South America. And then she looked at me, she's like, that's just America. I was like, no. Don't clump your bullshit <laughs> with our amazing shit. It's completely different. And then she looked at me and she's like, Dan, why do you think there's five Olympic rings? Yeah, I was like, don't change the subject. <laughs> We're clearly talking about continents right now. So I looked it up. I went on Google, typed in meaning of the five Olympic rings. It's for the five continents on Earth, to which I immediately changed the subject. I was like, uh, yeah, uh, the Olympics, that's your argument. Uh, is Ecuador even in the fucking Olympics? <laughs> Which is the most American shit I could have said. <laughs> Let's just talk about sports right now. And, I was like, and she looked at me, she's like, yeah, we're in the Olympics. I was like, have you guys ever won anything? She's like, look it up. I did look it up. In the history of the Olympics, Ecuador has won a total 
of one gold medal. 1996, Jefferson Perez, speed walking. It's the only gold medal they've ever taken home. And so I look at her, I was like, all right, first of all, that shit doesn't count because that's not a real sport. That is the only sport in the world where the competitors aren't allowed to try their hardest. That is a race where if you're caught running, you're disqualified. <laughs> That's not American. That is bullshit. So I was like, all right, in my eyes, your country has won a total of zero gold medals. Uh, in Beijing alone, Michael Phelps won seven gold medals. I looked right at her. I was like, yeah, that's right. Pretty impressive, right? Seven. One for each continent on Earth, <laughs> as declared by the United States of North America. <laughs> so I think there's seven. I don't know. Please don't drop a bunch of shit. <laughs> just a mediocre amount is fine, but just not a bunch of shit. Okay, cool. Uh, so I drive for Lyft and Uber when I'm not telling jokes. I'll drive you home, Pam. <laughs> Looks like it might be necessary. <laughs> but yeah, but I, recently, I recently totaled my car, so I had to look for a new car, and I thought, you know, maybe I'll go electric. You know, good gas mileage, not even gas mileage, just mileage. So I thought about going electric, save some money. I saw a commercial for the Nissan Leaf. This car is 100% electric, you never need gas. And I saw a commercial on TV. This is how the, t this is how the commercial goes says, Nissan Leaf, how far will you go? That's their slogan. Shows the car driving past a gas station. Like, we don't need that shit. All electric. Smash cut. Now it's driving off in the hills in the middle of nowhere. I was like, this fucking car can go anywhere. But across the bottom of the screen, it says 107 miles per charge. I was like, well, at least I know how far I'll be going. <laughs> Why did you ask like it was rhetorical? <laughs> like now I know that if I get a Nissan Leaf, I will never go more than 53 and a half miles away from my house. I'll wait while you guys multiply that by two. It's a math joke, it adds up to 107. Like if, if, <laughs> if your car can only go 107 miles, your slogan should not be, how far will you go? Like. Just think about it, if I wanted to go from the Bay Area to Los Angeles right now, I would have to drive to Modesto, charge my car for six hours to drive to Fresno, to charge my car for six more hours, to drive all the way to Bakersfield, to charge my car for six more fucking hours to hopefully make it to Los Angeles. And it's like, if I spend six hours in Modesto, Fresno, and Bakersfield, I'll do enough meth to run to Los Angeles. <laughs> like, it'll take care of itself. Like, just, it's, it's cool that they don't need gas, but just change your marketing slogan. Like, Nissan Leaf, for when you're not going that far. <laughs> or like, Nissan Leaf, the only car Prius owners can make fun of. Okay. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> 99 miles to the jizz. That didn't make any sense. So I didn't, I didn't go with the Nissan Leaf. I got a Honda Accord, and it has a weird thing on it where 
right next to the cigarette lighter, there's what is pretty clearly an ashtray. Like there's a lighter with a picture of a cigarette on it, and then right next to it is a little compartment where you could clearly ash into, but right on it it says, not an ashtray. All right, fair enough. Then what the fuck is it? Because that's a dumb way to explain what something is by saying one other thing in the world that it's not. Like, what if you went to the store tomorrow and all of the fucking apples were labeled not bananas? <laughs> Fuck, I guess I'll take them. I don't know. <laughs> they look like apples. I could probably eat them. They're definitely not bananas. Like, what if that's how we named shit? Like, I want to see an episode of Cops where a guy gets pulled over and they dig under the seat and there's a bag full of white powder just labeled not drugs. And the cop's like, oh, very well. Be on your way. <laughs> I thought it was drugs, but you clearly have proven me wrong. <laughs> Probably not. I've never tried a lot of these things. If you want to try it, have fun in jail. I don't know. Like, I think the weirdest thing that would change, if that's how we describe things, is have you guys ever seen the movie Crocodile Dundee? Great movie. She's looking at me blank. She hasn't seen it. I'm not telling this joke to you. He nodded. He's seen it. Thank you. <laughs> they would have to change the most famous line in that entire movie, like where the guy pulls out a small little knife, and he pulls out a bigger knife. This is how the line would go. He'd be like, that's not a knife. That's not a knife. <laughs> I don't care. I still love that joke. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to keep trying it. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing that it would change, but not really, is on Maury Povich. They'd have to be like, you are not the father. I mean, genetically you are. You just don't have to take care of the kid. <laughs> I don't know. Just thought of that right now. Fuck those. Speaking of those kids, this is my next joke. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Why'd you remind me? I was trying to have fun. <laughs> I got out of the house, and I'm telling jokes, and she's like, you're going to have a baby. Thanks, Pam. Bringer of all bad news. Uh, so I do drive for Uber, and I had a really weird experience a couple weeks ago. Uh, I got an Uber request at 7.30 in the morning, and I drove to the house. I tap arrive, and I'm looking at the front door, waiting for the person to come out, and this kid with a backpack on comes out of this house, walks up to my car, opens the back door, and he's like, hey, my mom made the request, and then got in. I was like, all right, it's probably not legal, but I need the money. Uh, where are we going, man? <laughs> he tells me I'm driving him to elementary school. True story. And like at this point, like I feel bad for him. I was like, damn, his parents don't even take him to school? Like That sucks. So like, but I feel obligated to take him. Like I can't just be like, hey, Looks like you don't get to learn today because I'm not allowed within 500 yards of your school. <laughs> Better walk. No, nope, I did it. I drove him. It was like uncomfortable. We didn't really talk much. Like we just sat there listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony, like the two coolest white kids in the world. Yeah, but like the most uncomfortable I got is when we got to the school because like I pulled into the school parking lot and I see like parents dropping off their kids and then me, with whoever the fuck this kid is, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll try and be nice to him at least. Like, before he got out of the car, I was like, hey, man, have a good day at school today. 
And he looks at me before he gets out and he says, Pfft. I was like, okay, fuck this kid. <laughs> it's like, now I know why your parents don't drive you to school. You're an asshole. <laughs> and like, I can tell he thinks he's cool. He's like high-fiving his friends in front of the school. I was like, not letting this shit go. I pulled up right in front of him, rolled the passenger window down in front of all of his friends. And I was like, hey, sport, have a good day at school today. I love you. <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs> One of his friends came back with, hey, who's that guy? Your mom's new boyfriend? <laughs> I was like, I like this kid. <laughs> that was a solid burn. But like, the kid was sad and defeated. He had to defend himself. He's like, he's an Uber driver, you guys. And his friend is like, your mom's fucking an Uber driver? <laughs> and then I adopted that kid. All right, I'm Dan Myers. Have fun. going for Dan Myers. You do you still have your show out in the wilds of uh, uh, the at the at the bowling alley in the tell what is it? It's at the bowling Lane Valley Bowl first Wednesday of the month. I've been there. His wife makes cookies or sometimes um, uh, what are the other things? The Rice Krispie treats. Those are delicious as well. I'm happy for your baby. Your baby will do well. I would be willing to be your nanny, but I just can't. I just can't go out that far, so I can't teach your child. You wouldn't want me to teach your child anything. Your next comedian is from L.A. Oh, it's not you, because we're gonna give an L.A. guy a quick set. Just a quick set. He's from L.A. Is your dad here? Did he show up? No, no, no. He left me like he didn't. He left you when he. We're still gonna give you five. We're gonna give you. Here's what I'm giving you, Ricky. I'm giving you the time it takes me to smoke a cigarette. You guys are gonna love me, he's from LA. If you believe in science, you haven't done it before, put on your sunglasses, believe in science right now. It's Ricky Science. Clap it up guys, my dad flaked on me. Come on, I need it. Come on. Woo, what a repeat of the third grade, right? Man. Thank you so much, Pam, for the time. That's beautiful. Okay, for sure. Smoke it slowly. Smoke it slowly. Hope you choke. Hi, guys. Yeah, I live in L.A. right now. Uh, I don't know if I'm proud of that fact or not. Uh, L.A. is like, L.A. Is, 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 is where you learn how to hate people. That's what L.A. is, you know. L.A. is like a hater's workshop. Uh, there's so much anger and angst in L.A., um, but it's cool. That's where I be. That's where I, like I found my inner asshole. That's what LA does, you know, because we're all politically correct in the Bay, and it's very progressive. In LA, it's like I found my asshole, and it's really helped me in comedy, you know, to just find that dude that's not PC inside you that's going fuck everybody that's not you. It's important to find that guy, and I found him, guys. I found that guy. You guys look like you afford rent in the area. Round of applause for you guys. Huh? You guys look like you guys have made it in life. I fucking love that. You also look like you're being held hostage here, so God bless you for staying around. Not you, you're not having a good time at all. You're just like, this is not, this is not working for me. God, I hate you rich guys. God damn you guys, man. There's not enough crime being committed against white folks, I feel like, right now, you know? There's not enough like, hate, like just fear in your guys' eyes, and it makes me uncomfortable, you know? You know, minorities just live with fear everywhere. I feel like being like this superhero that just robs white folks in the Bay Area. <laughs> just take back our city, huh? That's right, poor guys. 
It's crazy because I, I live in Hollywood with my beautiful girl. I, I like I always dreamed about living with the white woman who pays all the rent. And now I have that. And it feels a little fucked up, you know? <laughs> I I don't think I was oppressed enough as a minority, because all of a sudden I'm like, this is wrong, you know? <laughs> she shouldn't be paying all the twelve hundred bucks, you know? Cause I'm like a Latin, but like I'm also like white enough to dabble in the white world, you know. Like I'm not like fully Latin. Like I'm, I'm I speak Spanish and I like hit pinatas and I hit women. I'm Latin, Latin, you know. Like I, I, I'm Latin, you know. I like fighting and shit, but, but like I also get invited to like white parties and stuff like that, you know. And, and I like that. It's validating to get invited to like white events. But I always feel like I'm undercover as a minority, especially because I wear a wire a lot of the time. So it's like, I'm always like undercover, you know? I always feel like those events, I'm always there to just like take information and just like give it back to the tribe. Like I can never be in an event with a lot of white folks and just be like, you know, say like 50 times and totally a lot of times. Like I'm always like a spectator. And I'm like, I wanna be here, I wanna be present. But the like, the the guy before my tribe got raped is like, fuck these guys, you know? I'm just like, ah. I need to work on like loving my European side, which is like what a lot of minorities basically, especially European kind of like Latin dudes that look European, like we all have this, um, that's too serious, guys. I'm like, it's so serious. I need to learn how to love my white side, you know? I grew up in this cool city, man. I'm really happy to be able to come back here and do comedy. Uh, this is where I learned how to steal in this great city. You know, this is where I grew up, and I really, I got my minority wings and stuff like that. And I found this woman in Berkeley who I live with now, and she's great and beautiful, and we're in love. But there's still like a couple of things. Like I'm, I'm like an ex, I'm like an ex womanizer. You know. So like I'm like a recovering misogynist. That's what a lot of us guys are. We're all like recovering misogynists. We're either trying to better yourselves or you're like burying yourself deeper in the hole. So I'm trying to like better myself. But there's still, there's like triggers that we have, that I have personally. And one of them is like when I, when I get like a, a, a call from someone and I don't know the number. And it's scary because I, I, my girlfriend would be right there and I don't want to pick up the phone. Because like the worst, like the worst, like my fear goes off that like the worst thing that can happen is a girl's gonna pick up and say three things. Just she's just gonna say fuck me now. And I'm like, oh shit! Like that's that's the worst fear. Like I have to go hide in the bathroom to like pick up numbers that I don't know, you know? Because that, that's like a real. Because if if someone calls, I pick it up and it's a girl going fuck me now. Like babe, I have to go. You know what I'm saying? Like I I will go in that direction. Cause I'm trying, I'm trying to better myself as, as like I said, an ex misogynist dude. But it's hard too because my beautiful lady likes like rough, rough sex. She like enjoys it, which is awesome. But growing up, I'd always see like those ads, you know, for women and domestic violence, and it's like, you know, you gotta treat them like this and treat them nice. And so I always had this impression of women that very delicate creatures and flowers that they are. But they like in rough in bed sometimes, and I wish growing up they would have had ads that would have said like, some women are gonna like that you beat their ass in bed as well. So don't always have that mindset where everyone is a delicate flower. Because now I'm like this, this like I'm I'm like this I'm trying to be this like rough, 
dude in bed, but I'm like not choking hard enough, and I'm just like, it's just like my spit isn't hard. And then, you know, I'm just like a softy, and I'm like, that's not cool. That's, it's, it's embarrassing, guys. I'm trying to be like this real, my, you know, my girl's like, she wears chokers and everything. I'm just like trying, and it's like, I need to take like testosterone pills or something, you know? Like, <laughs> you never know the importance of being ambiguous, uh, ambiguous, what am I saying? Of being, um, what's the word? What's the word when you, when you um, can use both of your hands equally, ambidextrous? You never realize the importance of being ambidextrous until you start spanking your girlfriend in bed, okay? Because, <laughs> because my right-handed game is fucking solid, you know? I have the umpire pose, you know, and, you know, and it's, and, but the left-handed one, man. You ever shot an air ball with your left-handed fucking hand? And it's this really, really, look how nasty that is. Like, it doesn't even, like, and I, I miss the cheek altogether, and it's like, <laughs> My coach is always like, work on those left-handed layups, work on those left-handed layups. And I, I never took it seriously, but I, now I realize it sucks, man. It's terrible. So I just focus with the right hand. And she's always like, try with the other hand, baby. And I'm like, I didn't work on my left-handed layups, my love. I, I can't. And I'm a skinny, I'm a skinny dude, you know? I'm, a skin, I'm the skinniest guy in my group of friends, and, and that's embarrassing. In, in L.A., everyone is jacked. If you're skinny, it's like you didn't get the memo. Like, are you a writer, or what do you do? Why are you here? Everyone is fucking jacked, dude, and they look at me like, what, what happened, you know? What happened? And, and I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. It's tough, because I go to the gym, dude, and I work out, and nothing, guys, this is all I have, this is, this is it, like, I fucking pump, dude, I push, and I pull, and I, and I, I guess I don't eat enough, because it costs money, you know, I think that's, that's where I lose, protein right now is like a white man's sport, you know, protein is very white privilege right now, you know what I'm saying, it's like super, it's expensive, meat is so expensive right now, like, I can't, I need to like, I don't know, I can't tap into that meat market, you know? Where are you guys from? Where are you from, sir? Mm -hmm. San Diego. Really conservative out there, huh? Really nice. Is that why you came out here for the liberal nature of it, huh? Yeah, man. What are you, what are you doing out here, huh? Oh, wow, you're just as poor as I am. Fuck yeah, man. Are you teach like elementary or high school or high school? Fuck yeah, congrats on that. That's really awesome, dude. That's like something that needs to be celebrated. You guys are pissed on in our society, you know what I'm saying? Like teachers are the comedians of the workforce, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's tough for you guys, man. God bless you, you look like you wanna cry. God bless you, sir, I love you. Thank you, Pam, thank you so much. Teachers are great, man. You guys really saved the world. And it's crazy because you're also the parents of the children. A lot of times the parents aren't doing their job. And so somehow you just own like 30 kids in your life. Like that's, that's like, that's, that's, that's a thing. What should we end on, guys? How do we end this beautiful event tonight, huh? How do we, we talked about, huh? Call my debt. You know what? God damn it. You're brilliant. You're brilliant. We're going to try this right now, okay, guys? Together we're going to call him. No, it's so great because I had this whole bit. 
I had this whole bit where uh, my dad was going to be here, and I was going to be like, hey, guys, my dad's here, and if this all works out, uh, he's going to pay my rent for a couple of months, and it's going to be great. And he fucking didn't show up, guys, so my rent is not going to be paid for a couple of months. So we're going to fucking try and, and call him, guys. Hold on, Pam. Work with me. Work with me. We're going to call him and see what he says, okay? He's going to say I'm a disappointment. Second mic on the phone. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's happening. Thank you so much, Pam. Are you guys at double fisting? All right. Here we go, guys. Let's see if he answers. Here we go. He's never been a good dad, guys. Here we go. Let's see if he picks up. Oh, this is so great. Great idea, brother. Good stuff, man. Come on, pops. Come on, baby. Come through for me. If he doesn't pick up, I'm going to cry, guys. I'm going to cry. Here we go. Come on. Come on, dad. Come on. Don't flake on me. Oh, this is getting sad now, isn't it? This is getting really sad now. Here we go. Here we go. Please leave your message. Oh! Oh! And that's how you end a set, goddammit. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. Keep it going for Ricky Science. Fuck yeah, Ricky Science is dead, doesn't care. My, funny enough, my dad does care. It's my mom that doesn't give a shit. But neither of them are going to listen to this podcast tonight, so I'm not worried at all. I'm going to say, you guys just vote for Trump. Everything's going to be okay in your world, all right? Hey, your next comedian is going to... Hey, everybody, give it up again for our visiting comedian all the way from L.A., Ricky Science. Fuck yeah! Keep it going for your next comedian. He's a local here. He's a hilarious motherfucker. You guys are going to lose your shit for Jesse Fernandez. Oh, gee. Oh, come on. Oh, oh come on. Jeez. Uh, so is everybody here from wherever or whatever? Awesome. That's dope. Uh, I'm... I'm a pretty positive dude. I'm the kind of guy who will see that Minute Maid Lemonade is made with 0% juice and then be like, what an underdog of a company. Because life didn't even give them any lemons at all. And they were still like, we're making lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have that will make this yellow? <laughs> Gross, what else? <laughs> what else would make this yellow? Life gave them lemons figuratively in that they didn't get lemons literally. And they, they took those lemons, the, the figurative lemons, and they made lemon, figurative lemons. Oh, they also made literal, you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> so way to go, Minute Maid, you did it. <laughs> you, you defied all odds. I once did that joke and somebody yelled out at me, Minute Maid's actually made with 3% juice. I was like, no, you dummy. You think I'd really do that joke without doing the research first? That, that'd that be so stupid. That's ridiculous. I looked it up later. It is 3% juice. Uh, I like the joke. I want to keep doing it. So, I, you know, I just do that addendum at the end, and I don't have to feel like a liar. How we doing? We good? Right on. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. I caught a babe checking me out today. Uh, thank you. Of course, when I caught her, she pretended like she was looking at that car accident I was in. Uh... <laughs> I <laughs> I I looked up at her. It was difficult because the airbag, and I I don't know. I <laughs> I didn't say anything. I was a little too concussed, but I don't I don't know. I don't need to flirt with a girl. It'd just be drama in my life. I don't need that. You know, I have a girlfriend. I love my girlfriend. She gave me roadhead for the first time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I learned that is a very dangerous activity. <laughs> 
she was driving. <laughs> so so it's, it's dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. You got to be a safe driver. Uh, if there's one thing you can learn from me tonight, it's that you should not let Jesus take the wheel. That is like the dumbest thing you could possibly do. That guy is from before cars were invented. He has no idea what he's doing. You're going to die. I, 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 I should have paused at the... There was a part where you wanted to laugh, but I, I talked over that wave. I kind of like... You know, like if the surfer just kept paddling and then like the wave passed... <laughs> That's what I did. Uh, <laughs> I got Pam to snort. That's a success. <laughs> I don't know. I have a girlfriend. I like it. My uh, my single friends can be annoying because they're uh, they're humble braggers about their sexual conquests. I hate it. Like one of my friends complained. He was like, "All these women just want me for booty calls. It sucks." I was like, "Oh, you poor baby. You know why they just want you for sex every once in a while, right?" It's because to these women, sex with you is like banana chips. It's not that great, but every once in a while they forget and try it again. <laughs> They're like, did I like this? Oh, no. No, I didn't like this at all. This is not good. <laughs> I've never been like a get a lot of girls kind of guy. It's never been my thing. You know, like I, when I first discovered masturbating, I was like, that's it. I'm done. No more social skills. I'm out. I'm, I'm self-sufficient from now on. I, uh, I discovered masturbation. I'm a lot like Columbus. Like, I didn't really discover masturbation, but it's still my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> been like a weird, like, sexual, like, as a kid, like, it was just, like, weird, you know? Like, I, uh, my dad caught me masturbating. Uh, who else's dad caught, who else has that happened to it? Yeah? Really? Your dad? You were masturbating in the closet? Did you not have your own room? I did, but I had to get in the Did you not have a like a bathroom with a lock? You know, we don't need to go over logistics. <laughs> we all make mistakes. I didn't lock the door on my bedroom. Like I was like, there's he'll knock. He didn't he didn't knock. That's if you have a teenager, fucking knock. Are you kidding me? That's like rule one. If you don't see them currently, they're masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> you should knock when you go around the corner or something, like just in case. <laughs> My dad, he like poked his head in the door. I don't remember what he said, like, can I borrow some sugar or something? That's actually, no, I was in my room. He wouldn't, that would be really weird considering the context. Hey, can I borrow some sugar? Uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, have you seen my belt? That's actually not better. Uh, <laughs> he poked his head in, didn't say anything, we'll say. Uh, <laughs> And he sees me there, and this isn't even really a joke, it's just like a weird thing that happened. Uh, he pokes his head in, he notices what I'm doing, and then he goes, nature boy! <laughs> and then he shuts the door and leaves. <laughs> I was just like the most confusing thing. Uh, I finished, but man, that was a bump in the road. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been like, woo! 16-time champion. Do you get the reference? I'll stop saying that part. Uh, it's a nature boy. That's a, yeah, Ric Flair. Exactly. That joke is always for like one thirty-something dude. <laughs> I'll keep doing it. Uh, in a few years, I'll just be able to do that at Kiwanis Club, and that'll be the only, <laughs> only place I'll be able to do that. That tag. It's good times. Um, got a master's degree in communication studies. 
Thank you. It's a lot like not having one. Uh, oh, you guys got to give that joke more than that. Come on. That joke, get, that cost me $40,000. you kidding me? Hey, man. <laughs> I don't know. I. It's obviously uh, not that easy to find a job right now, um, considering my skill set. Uh, interviews are difficult. Like, they'll ask me these questions. I don't know how to answer these questions. Like, they're like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I don't... I don't know. None of us can see the future. That's a dumb question. So I always just say dancing on your grave. <laughs> one of the, the interviewers asked me, if you could have lunch with anybody, living or dead, who would you pick? And I was like, living. Uh, <laughs> I may be overqualified for this position. I like San Francisco. I think it's got a magic spark to it. Uh, I had that reaffirmed to me um, the other day when I overheard a homeless man whispering, you're not crippled. You don't need that wheelchair. To a baby in a stroller. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, I loved it. He was wearing baggy jean shorts that went down to his shins like he lost his mind at a Limp Biscuit concert. It was spectacular. <laughs> I, I love that dude's positivity. I feel like a lot of people don't have that positivity, you know? And I think it's because we're not raising our kids right. That's a great segue. We're, we got, we got like, like mixed messages that we're sending to our kids through our holidays, right? Every holiday is an exception to a rule that there shouldn't be an exception to, you know? Like Halloween, Every other day of the year, we're like, don't accept candy from strangers. Oh, except for that one day when all the strangers are wearing disguises. Then go for it. Go nuts. Don't let strangers in the house. Christmas. Don't eat stuff you find in the backyard. Easter, right? Don't let your dad kidnap you and start a new life in Nevada. My birthday, once. What kind of a message does mistletoe send our kids? Son, don't ever let a woman kiss you. Like, don't ever let, don't, I, let me start this over. Mi <laughs> mistletoe's weird. <laughs> Son, don't, don't try to make a woman kiss you if she doesn't want to. We respect women. Except it's December, you see that mistletoe over there? That's the international waters of sexual harassment, son. <laughs> I ruined the momentum. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's a flow to it, and uh, I didn't have it. That was one where I just drowned under the wave. That's what happened in that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to lose weight. It's difficult. Like, there's, like, uh, pitfalls, you know? Like, sometimes you accidentally drink too much. Sometimes you have Panda Express, like, a bunch of days in a row. <laughs> I did that. I got. I did that. Oh boy, you guys want to hear about it? Uh, <laughs> I ate Panda Express so much that uh, I started coming up with catchphrases for them, and I and I had a blast doing it. I was like, I'm practically an employee with all the money that I'm. Yeah, I, I must have a discount, right? If I'm spending all my money there. Uh, here's my favorite catchphrase that I wrote for them. It goes like this. Did you know pandas poop up to 30 times a day? So can you, Panda Express. <laughs> chicken forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Horn chicken forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That'll be my new tag. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I few people are cool. I like you guys. There's a lot of people who are judgmental, though, you know? Like, I know this girl who's very judgmental. She got out of a lift car to hang out with me. And she was immediately, she was like, that driver was such a creep. I was like, why? Why is he a creep? She was like, I caught him staring at me a bunch. And he didn't say anything the whole drive. What a creep. I was like, that doesn't make him a creep. That makes him shy and you're pretty. He'd be a creep if he actually did something creepy. Like he showed up. He didn't have a car at all. <laughs> he just had that pink mustache on his upper lip, you know? She's <laughs> like, somebody order a ride? <laughs> Why don't you hop aboard this luxurious Ford in my face? <laughs> Leather seats. I get a lot of sun. <laughs> that guy'd be a creep. <laughs> Other dude's just shy. It's no big deal. This stuff is weird. I, I wish I, I wish I was normal. I'd, I'd give my third testicle to be normal. But I fucking... It's been a weird week. Had a dentist appointment. And uh, in the dentist lobby, there was an anti-meth advertisement. It's like, why is that there? Who does meth and has dental insurance? You know, there's like no overlap on that Venn diagram. Those are separate circles. <laughs> It was a, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, it was a weird ad anyway, because in the ad, there was this woman lying on the ground, and then on top of her was just like this gross-looking dude. And then the caption on the image was, sex doesn't cost $5, but it does when you're on meth. Yeah, I was like, where can I get some meth? That is, what a deal. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever in that dentist lobby. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little bit distracted. Have you guys ever been waiting at the urinal for like a whole minute and, and you still can't come? Is that happened to anybody else? Hasn't been a very dirty set, but I thought I'd change that. <laughs> I should get out of here pretty soon. If you uh if you like my comedy, uh that's great. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm selling my, my, uh, comedy special. It's called, uh, Bigger and Blacker, uh, by Chris Rock. It's, it's my favorite one that he made, but, uh, I finished watching it, so. I like that there's two mics because I can drop one. I can be like, drop the mic, but I'm not done. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to get out of here, but, uh, before I do, I want to do something extra special for you guys. I want to read somebody's mind in this audience. Yeah? Can I read your mind? Okay, cool. Um, first of all, what's your name? Dave, Dave I know. <laughs> Dave, I'm going to read your mind, okay? And there's only one catch. And that's that it takes me two guesses. All right? 50% accuracy. Now, what I need you to do is focus on the thing that you want me to read. Okay? You have it? Okay. First guess. You're thinking about your parents having sex. No? Okay, guess number two. Now you're thinking about your parents having sex. How's it going? Go up the other way. <laughs> 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 Jesse Fernandez being a boss, dropping mics. Although we don't usually uh, condone that at Mutiny Radio, he did do them from like tiny little increments. It was like a six inch drop, 
So it was not a big deal for us. We're not going to kill him. You guys have a headliner right now that's coming up that's going to be amazing. Uh, and we're going to roll through. There, it, There is no more um, Ship of Fools. So we're basically going to let him go until he wants to be done. We'll keep it on the Amadeus and we'll send it in later. But uh, it'll be on whatever. The exciting things for you guys is that your headlining comedian gets to go as long as he wants, honestly. I mean, until you dump out. We're here till you decide to pull the plug. Because, I mean, he's so funny. I, I hang out with him all the time. And uh, and I, I haven't pulled the plug yet, so I don't know. You guys are going to enjoy it. I tell you what, we have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, Jesus Christ, he travels all around the United States. He's he's a real comedian. We're like, I'm like, I'm Pam Benjamin, I'm a comedian in San Francisco. But I, I, I mean, I'm like, sometimes I travel to Oregon or Washington. But he's been to like Kansas and Missouri and Illinois and all kinds of states that I've never actually been to and he goes to them and he hangs out and then people are there like like hundreds of people not just like tens of people like here but like so you guys are you're in for a treat right now motherfuckers put your hands together clap them wildly like you've never clapped before for Steve Boji Thank you. That was a hell of an intro. You even threw in Missouri and Kansas out there. And the fact that we hung out together. So I get to go as long as I want. Uh, so that's exciting. And let's just go ahead and call it a night right here. And uh, no, I'm not going to eat up too much of your time. Uh, I'll go ahead and apologize in advance. Uh, I have not been drinking in the new year. Uh, so at some point in time, I might just start screaming at you. Um, if that happens, it's, it's me, not you. Uh, and there's a podcast, so you'll have proof to show your friends. But like, we went to the comedy show, this guy yelled at us and then cried. It was, it was a thing. But, uh, I, 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 I didn't like quit drinking. It wasn't like, wow, oh, I have my last drink. I just I got really drunk and got maced and decided to change a few things. Uh, <laughs> When you have an epic drunk story and you don't want to tell it because you have so many fucking epic drunk stories. So what do you want, you want to hear about? I got maced. I got tased by the police one time. I got hit in the back of the head with a bottle. Uh, some kid threw a chair at me. I don't even know that was my fault, but he did. Just to... But the, the dangerous thing is like out here in the city, like it's impossible to like be drinking and driving because there's one-way streets. And hills, and, you know, Asians running around everywhere, right? They're always, all hours of the night, you see an Asian pushing something. I don't know what they got in there, but <laughs> by God, they're going to get it there. I'm serious. Dude, your average five-foot, 50-year-old female Asian could lift a truck. They're like the, I know, it gets weird when all the weirdos come in. All right, hurry up. Don't make a parade. Don't drop anything. We've had a lot of catastrophes tonight. We're going to have a food fight after the show, though, so that should be pretty exciting. I feel good. Have you ever been hit in the head with a thing of tortilla soup? <laughs> 32 miles an hour tortilla soup? 
So I quit drinking, which is cool. Uh, and here's the thing. When you, whenever you're not drinking, whenever you're just going about your day, it's fine. It's only whenever there's some pressure event comes on, right? Like going on a date after you haven't been dating for four years. Like, that's coming up tomorrow. Fucking terrible. <laughs> just fucking terrible. I can come up to a room full of yahoos and scruffians and fucking pour out my heart and tell about my drinking stories. You get me one-on-one at Mel's Diner with a chick, I fall apart. I just can't keep it together. It's fucking, it's like, I, it's the fourth down on the Super Bowl. We're three yards away, game-winning touchdown. Timothy Pizza. I'm just fucking failing at everything. I don't even care anymore. I, I feel like I'm like, like two minutes into Jeopardy and I'm so far behind, I know I'm not gonna win, so now I'm just kind of being an asshole. Like just, boom, what is suck my dick, Trebek? Why, you gonna kick me out? You need three. Firing up joints in the studio. I dare you. I dare you. Just fucking losing my mind. I was fucking, I don't, dude, I was in Costco today, almost started hitting people with shovels. I couldn't help it. I just, the fucking, when we, when people get together in a large group, intelligence is gone. They're just wandering around. You start giving them free food. It's a fucking disaster. It's, it's like Hurricane Katrina without the water. Just people stranded. I got boxed in by carts with kids in them. Like people abandoned their children for three pieces of Chex Mix. It wasn't even the sweet and salty. It was just the regular fucking, what's that, 1 16th of a granola bar? Fuck my kids. What? People, people hoard over their shit they haven't even bought yet. You walk too close, they're like, hey, get away from my water. Like, what? I'm not taking your, I don't know. People are disgusting. I think you, like, you know, here's the problem with the gun issue. I think everyone should be, they just, we need to just give everyone a stick, Okay. <laughs> And it's, it's got to be like three feet long. And if, you know, you got to hit someone with this. No, like a broomstick. I'm not like, like, not like a spear, right? It's got to be rounded off. But you should be able to beat someone's ass with a stick if they get out of line. I'm just saying, like, because you can't kill somebody. It's going to break eventually, right? No stabbing, right? You can't cross lines. But, you know, someone, dude, someone runs a cart into the back of your ankles. You just fucking... You know, send them to the dentist. Just give them a nice little, little wake the fuck up, man. There's other people on this mud ball than you, all right? And if you go to the store, don't bring the whole fucking family together, all right? It's not Six Flags. You got to go in there with a mission objective, accomplish it, and roll the fuck out. Wandering around looking at shit. That's what the internet's for, all right? Sit at home and do that shit. Go in there with a fucking plan. This is what I am now. When I don't drink, I just bitch about Costco. That's what I do. I complain. Like a fucking wet mud hen. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I'm going on this date. This girl scares the fuck out of me. She does, man. She's 24. Loose cannon. I don't know what she's going to do. I can't read her. I can't read her. She's smart. She's, she's fucking... It's like a game of risk, and I can't see the board. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where my pieces are in this damn circus, right? It's terrible. She's a, she's a comic too. I can't even say her name. I, I might be breaking rules by doing this. I don't know. It's 
It, like when you're a comic and you date a comic, there's so many other comics. It's like this weird, like Soviet conspiracy. You just gotta keep low. Like when I walk in and I wink at you, you know, go into the back and then we'll talk to me. But don't let the fucking other people see. <laughs> All right? They've been drinking Paps PBR. Bleh. I don't. I can't even think. I couldn't think of the word raccoon, so I just yelled monkey dog when one of them ran out of the sewer. That's, I'm 31 years old. We're lost. We're done. I don't even know why I'm trying to straighten up. This thing is so fucking, just let it sink. Just let it fucking sink. I don't know. I feel like I've been shot in the ass with a paintball gun. I'm just, <laughs> just agitated. Trying not to smoke weed which is a dumb thing to do because then when I do smoke weed, I get so fucking high, I can't comprehend what the fuck's happening. <laughs> They've seen me in that state. That's why they think it's funny. They're like, yep. <laughs> Good old Steve the Crier. I don't know. I got a tattoo of Bill Murray. Thinking about getting a tattoo of somebody else on the other. I, so it's on my arm. You guys haven't seen this. Bill Murray. So I'm trying to decide who I want to get on the other arm. I want to get Hunter S. Thompson. But I don't know if I want that guy with me for life. Like, Hunter's a cool guy to visit, but you don't want him coming over for the Thanksgiving and shit. <laughs> like, like, who's that on your arm? A psychopath, all right? Another question. Let's, gonna have to get a Winnie the Pooh on my foot to balance the shit out. <laughs> when, I was always, I've, I've been like a frightful kind of person when I was like a teenager and stuff. When I get too scared, I found that the way I could talk